we are breaking in to whatever is going on in your week, and I hope it's great to prove that fighting is way easier outside the cage and it can be just as fun inside the ring. It's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, the news broke this evening. We are breaking in to live coverage on the East Coast of, I assume, the FBI Senate hearing still going on to bring mm-hmm. people some verbal tap. And that's important on a day like today. What did you think when you saw it? Are you just preliminarily excited for this 12-round, 154-pound bout? Um... I'll get excited as we get closer to it because let's not forget hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Training. So tough. there are a lot of people who have skepticism. If this will happen, I will say the best thing working in that favor is the money. Yeah. It's uh, Dana White has confirmed going to be one of the biggest paydays that we've, we will see. In combat sports, he already went on, had a lovely interview with Karen Bryant, Tyron Woodley, and Kenny Florian, where Tyron Woodley tried to weasel in some tickets early, and I liked his game. I liked that he went straight (laughs) for it. Fresh after the news is announced, I'm excited for the fight. 10-ounce gloves, 154 pounds, which I bet was kind of difficult to decide on. That's heavier for Conor McGregor in terms of where he likes to fight. That's where he likes to be. And that's uh, a little bit up there for for money. You know, I saw him in Vegas getting some scratch. Uh, he was he was at the Mirage, pulled out a half a million dollars to hit the poker table. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he had jackets that said the money team. And it was like, why didn't I think of that? Why, <laughs> why didn't my friends and I get jackets before we came and said the money team? People might well, not even know. One day, Kev, we're going to have matching jackets, and then we're going to have an assembly line full of peasants, and our minions will give us extra cash when we need it. Now, granted, it's going to be their cash. That's the secret. That's how you stay rich, Kev. Got it. That's good to hear. It's a privilege to know me and to party with me. I thank you. So, okay, Kevin did some research, which I am uh, very excited for. So Kevin watched uh, Karen Bryant, which is a great source of information. But Dana White was very, very busy because he also had a 30-minute conference call, and I listened to the whole thing. He didn't really answer a lot of questions on the interview anyway, so go on. I'm always – I love his conference calls because I think he feels like he's talking to no one. Well, let's do this. Let's spend like four minutes saying what the other saw. So you ask me questions about what you want to know about that 30-minute conference call. Did he cover any numbers about what the fighters will be taking away? No. And you know why? Why? Because it is not going to be disclosed. They signed a confidentiality agreement that figures will not be released. Ooh, chicken shit. Mm -hmm. That's chicken. And they kept saying, guys, don't worry. You know, Dana in his true Dana form was saying, he's like, listen, everybody's fucking happy with the way this is fucking turning out. Nobody's going to be mad. okay?" we're not worried about that. Nice assuring (laughs) way of saying, shut up. Lots of people are going to make money. Like, I just want to be super clear. We weren't worried in uh, even small amount that people are going to be unhappy. Can I pose a theory? Yeah. What if Conor McGregor ended up taking less money, but the exchange was 
that you had to keep quiet about it so that he could keep his facade up. You already know he took less money, and that's how life is. Mm-hmm. This guy's never fought a professional boxing fight. He's stepping into, <laughs> the metaphor I made, is NFL-like money with boxing versus MMA, where Connor is more like NBA. It's a lower salary point just in terms of how much the owners and the whole system makes. The NFL makes so much money. So does boxing. And I know they both cause concussions and are kind of boring to watch. It's just where we live. So this is... uh, He had to take less money. He probably did take less money. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, but I do want to preface this with this. Um, Everybody, if you're tuning in this week, yes, this is a second episode. And if you were listening to the one that we taped yesterday... You should know that um, revisionist history is a bitch. Because yesterday, Kevin was leading the podcast of saying, well, let's see if this happens. And lo and behold, <laughs> 18 hours later, it's happening. So shut up and play with us on this one. Kevin, my question for you is this. What was the most exclusive thing that Karen Bryant got out of Dana White? She got out that it had been uh, an arduous process, but that he had expressed some, some difficulties and she was asking sort of, uh, she was leading the interview and how it went. And he did end up revealing through a few follow-up questions that, uh, it actually ended up going very smoothly. So I'm surprised to hear, and you and I are going to talk about our theories on why they announced it today. Mm-hmm. Cause we both have separate theories that this was no accident and probably the deal was done. So it seems like they've just kind of been waiting, which is a nice position to be in. And it doesn't sound terribly hostile. Neither has it been for Dana throughout the negotiating process. I know he said some stupid shit, but he hasn't been Dana about this. He hasn't gone Demetrius Johnson about it. So Mm -hmm. this is the most tempered we've ever seen him, which means that's how much money it is. I will say this. I know that Dana White. When he did say that, because he said that on the press conference as well, where he's like, you know, I haven't, this is, this is way smoother than it was going to be. I didn't expect that. And one reporter said, uh, Dana, didn't you think that this is going to be a massive fail? And Dana was like, I never fucking said that. Okay. Never fucking said that. Okay. I said that Pacquiao and Mayweather dropped the ball like a lot. If we're being honest <laughs> about their sales. But not about this fucking thing. This fucking thing's money. It basically sells itself. And I realized that he kept saying all these nice things about Showtime and Mayweather. And yeah, that was another thing I thought Karen sort of gleamed out. He was They were talking about what, what sponsors it, what's the lineup. And he was like, and then Mayweather Productions going to do the rest. He's like, and they're just, they've just been so amazing, so professional. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy is... Uh, Likes the, the I'm just it's the first time we've seen him present some sort of consistency, which is very, very bizarre. Okay, so <clears throat> that's basic. I mean, there wasn't a ton of things that we learned from this press conference. Lots of people yelled at one point when they corrected. You know, Dana was correcting that reporter who said, you know, you said it's going to be a massive fail, and at the end, the massive reporter because he kept saying, "Oh, you didn't fucking say that, and fucking say that," and the reporter goes, oh, "I guess a massive fall." Like, okay, dude, whatever. I was. <laughs> Like a letter off. So um, that's what's happening over there. But Kevin, let's discuss some theories. And if I remember anything yeah. else juicy, I'll go there. But it was basically 30 it, minutes of them. It realizing, sounds oh, like shit. he's being pretty well coached is what I was alluding to. So he's not going to give us much in terms of details. And there's still some things they obviously haven't worked out. 
I so. can tell you this. They definitely haven't figured out when they're going to do a press conference. So somebody asked that. They said, when can we expect to see everybody? And they're like, we're fucking negotiating that. So it's oh, like, okay. oh, Uh-oh. cool. So they didn't, then, they didn't lock it all down then. <laughs> no, because they wanted everybody to know, like, hey, guys, it's Celebrate. We made this thing happen. And then they're like, we have a follow-up question. When will we see them? We don't fucking know that. How would we fucking know that? Listen, that's a whole different fucking discussion. Don't raid on my fucking parade. So Today's about the- sucking my dick. Because I made this happen. <laughs> but there's another thing that happened where they said, okay, so we don't know when we're going to get everybody together. And one person said, well, International Fight Week for the UFC, uh, like the second week of July, makes the most sense. Because there's going to be a lot of fires and it would make sense to make a big hubbub about it. And Dana said, oh, you'll hear about it before then. Because if you didn't hear about it before then, that means we definitely fucked up and uh, dropped the ball somewhere. So, guys. I can't tell you how much I want it to happen during International Fight Week. (laughs) So right there. It's tentatively scheduled. This is tentative, as Raph's alluding to, for many reasons, for August 26th. Yes. So uh, we do have a lot. Like I said, we got people who are taking bets that this thing will even uh, see its way through. Um, We have some predictions, and then we'll get to our premonitions here, Kevin. But um, one Prediction one. Mm-hmm. Boston and Irish fans are going to be annoying to the nth degree. <laughs> Times five till the fight, right? Well, we what we did is we put up a little quick status update because Kevin and I knew we were doing this emergency broadcast. So we put this up on our Facebook and uh, we got a couple of bites back. But Kevin, I'm going to read you some of them. Awesome. The prompt was craziest predictions for McGregor versus Mayweather. Go. Jason Calhoun says it's a competitive nail biter back and forth. 12-rounder, ooh, which is, I guess, uh, now reflective of everybody who's, oh, shit, Connor's going to lose. Because <laughs> it felt like it was all fun and games, like, ha, 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 we're going to see this. Yeah, I don't know. You know, anything could happen. I mean, Connor might lose to, like, oh, no, Connor's going to lose. Yeah, people do seem pretty convinced. Uh, Ryan Clark, host of an inferior podcast named Grappling Central, Never says heard. Connor literally shits himself at some point. Ooh, that would be shocking. Now, Kev, here's the problem with this, though. In a fight, mm-hmm. I, you know. Here's the, the issue with it. You can tell Ryan is an inferior podcaster because he spelled Connor with two N's and an E. So, C-O-N-N-E-R. Not how he spells instead it. Instead of C-O-N-O-R. Connor. Connor is <laughs> how I read it. It's not Connor McGregor. It's Connor. He sells ah. uh, RVs down the street. Yeah. He's, Yoshi uh, uh, dropped in one and said, Edmund hops the ropes only to get straight kicked by Michael Buffer. Okay. Um, and then on the actual post, it says, uh, Billy Everhart says, fight doesn't happen. <laughs> Mike. Turalelski says Mayweather DQ'd for biting Connor's ear out of frustration. Couldn't see that. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. And Michael Walden says Ireland wins, but Crum catches the snitch. So uh, there you have it. People feeling all over the place there, guys. So, So, Kevin, what are these premonitions you were talking about? Because there's you said that they were sitting on this information. What does that mean? They announced this the day after the largest heavyweight fight of this year has gone on between Kevin Durant 
and LeBron James. And this is an infamous dead zone. We've got a few months till people pay attention to baseball. Basketball's over. The NFL hasn't really started yet. This is a great time to announce and take the news cycle uh, Wednesday to Friday. You might not be wrong because Dana is an avid uh, Celtics fan. So he could have been checked out real early <laughs> when his Celtics got knocked out and was just like, fuck that. Wait till LeBron fucking loses. Then we go fucking live with it. I can't believe we didn't talk about his Celtics last on last night's podcast. But well, we're done doing that. So fine. we're not going to go any further on this. But I want to say this. I, I, mine isn't NBA specific. I'm just saying he waited till this major sporting event over and, you know, fill the gap. Sure, sure. It's a little bit of a slower news day in the sports world. Um, I'll say this. Kev, I'll take you up one higher on this one. I'll say <laughs> that he waited for a pivotal moment when it was released that Donald Trump is going to be investigated. Kevin, this goes to the White House. Oh, fuck. I'm supposed to be the one with the... with. I did the Ohio theory. Come on. I know, but Kev, I've I got didn't a even go this. Here. Where was I on this? I'm just well, sleeping in the corner. You're 100% right. That's possible. That's they wanted to take the working man's eye off the fact that the bridge troll and his big buddy are now being investigated by It's in here everybody. Nothing to see here. I put in a call to my buddy Dana White and I said Dana get some heat off me would you? Let's make this Connor thing happen right now. Uh and there it is. And we know Dana White, you know, follows that Trump model, just says things, tweets them and denies them. It's amazing. I want you to see if you can tell the difference between the two. So a lot of people ask, Raph, how do you put these impressions together? Not very difficult, really. Here's the difference between Dana White and Donald Trump, okay? Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is definitely going to go in the, listen, listen, I'm just going to say a few things. That person is terrible. You know it. We all know it. (laughs) Right? That's Donald. Dana White. Listen to me, you fucking dummies. This person's fucking terrible. You know it. Everybody fucking knows it. <laughs> Same person. Just just different approaches to how they get to the destination. In this GPS of life, one takes the shorter route and one, you know, kind of stumbles around the freeway and still gets there, but we don't really talk about it. I'll let you pick which one's which. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your dedication to the art. As we try and weave in a few fun conspiracy theories, I'm upset about how practical and short-sighted mine was. Mm. Uh, I really enjoy the expansion of that this has like a larger ripple. And Dana was like, I had this queued up for seven months. I've been holding on to it. Everyone's thought it was about negotiation. I've been lying to both sides so I could prolong this. The only thing that would make it a little bit more suspect is if they were like, and by the way, the fight's going to be taking place in Russia. Just a quick, no big deal, headed out to Moscow for the world's most important fight. Everybody's good. Everybody's good with it. It's not even weird. And I want to say this, though, Kevin. Do you know that this causes an instant ripple in the jiu-jitsu community, though? Why? Well, Old Man Worlds takes place in Vegas. I when? S- saw your that same message weekend you know how expensive flights got by the way they went from 98 dollars to 326 now listen old people who do jiu-jitsu and in jiu-jitsu we consider over 30 old think about that for a second 
But in jiu-jitsu, when you are past 30, you probably start to look at your bank account a little differently than you do when you're in your 20s. You probably want a nice hotel room. You're tired of crashing on people's floors. You're ready to go ahead and have, you know, a nice dinner after you've done everything. And then these UFC and boxing hooligans. It's not just one. It's both. And we both have our winners on both sides of the entertainment spectrum for boxing and UFC. So you have these poor grapplers. All they want to do is just go to eat a little bit. Last year they had to deal with like Rafael Lovato Jr. entering. (laughs) That was crushing. This year you're going to have what? uh, Money Mayweather's people who are probably going to compete. (laughs) You're going to ruin all the brackets. They're going to be just like, no, dude, I can make 130. I got this. How about we negotiate? (laughs) <laughs> what weight I compete at, okay? Because I'm not feeling 135. How about we bring that down to 130? <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Vegas stories. For those that do, I do think we're going to see a few less people there this year. Kevin, can I tell you the best thing I came up with? Would today? IBJJF move there? Is that how big this fight is, do you think? <laughs> well, here's what I'll say. I don't want to take credit for too much, but I'll take a little bit. Because I think it's important. I think it's it's fair. So I put up a joke and I said, hey, everybody, the best way to coin this, dear IBJJF, if I were you right now, I would get on calling yourselves the official pre-party for the Mayweather and McGregor fight. Hashtag marketing. Now, I think that's genius because, you know, hey, make it an opportunity. You get better hashtags. You'll be great. (laughs) But I started thinking about it, and I was like, man, I should tag IBJJF on this. Because it's the one time they can have a sense of humor about themselves. And you know what the IBJJF did an hour later, Kev? Uh, retweeted it? No, no, no. They're far too lame. They don't have that good of a sense Asked of humor. Asked you to bring it down because of copyright rules? Um, no. That's the beautiful part about putting tweets as photos. It's like, ha-ha, fuckers. It's mine. I, I just I'm not putting they pictures. Still, they'd be like, you put our letters in there. Count. <laughs> Most of those letters belong to us from the alphabet. You know those are our letters. I like that we've woven in some nerdy jujitsu-ness into this. But here's what you guys need to know. Here's where where it comes into deep and important. Is that they ended up putting a note on their Facebook and their Instagram saying, Due to events that are happening around us, we would highly suggest you get your hotel room and book things accordingly now. (laughs) So you're welcome, IBJJF. All you have to do is just say thank you or like my meme. It's fine. It's fine. But Kev, what was the thing I told you? This is the most genius idea I and the people I work with may have come up with. I'm going to let you introduce it because it's that good. But it extends all this fun we're having into a very cool place. Absolutely. So – the common consensus now is everybody – you get to that point where you think about it and, and it's the responsibility phase where everybody goes, oh, Connor's got to fight him. We better be prepared for when he loses. Now, granted, there is an opportunity that he could win, but we're talking about a fighter who's won 49 fights and lost zero times. Now, we're not talking about the fact that he runs away and some people call that you know, strategic and he is very good at it. Like there's no denying there is an art to what he does. Is it exciting for us as spectators? Not always, but there's a craft to it, and I get it. He can't read well, but, you know, he's very good at doing what he does. 
So like, now, reading well, not a prerequisite for any no. of this stuff. <laughs> what my editor said, I want him to get it so hard he learns how to read. <laughs> Just, I thought that was fairly funny. But here's what happens now. When my editor said that, it like struck a nerve with me. And I said, dude, I don't know what to say, but it's just kind of a weird situation. He goes, dude, I really want to see Mayweather fight MMA. So maybe Connor loses the first one. And then I was like, wait, are you, are you saying best two out of three? So can I already pre-write the okay Connor McGregor lost article and have it ready to publish the second he loses? Like the minute you see the knockout, you just say publish. He's going to basically say, so what? Connor McGregor lost. Best two out of three. McGregor's time, plus 700. So it's a big <laughs> versus minus 1100 for Mayweather. Mm-hmm. But this time you say, all right, now it's got to be MMA. Now, Kev, here's the thing that I did learn from that press conference. There is no rematch clause, but they did dangle the idea of a rematch in the press conference. So having said that, if the second bout of the three is to be MMA, what should the third bout be? And you've pitched it, but I think it just has to be, especially those first two sports are so grueling. You Mm. know, they take a lot of physical preparation. Maybe it's time to put more of their athleticism and spirit in a place to shine. I think they've got to go to a pro wrestling match. Plus, how much more money could you possibly make? Like, we're not going to pay these guys to play football or sumo wrestle. Like, that's not very interesting. Put him in the pro wrestling cage. Things get very interesting. <laughs> well, see, I, I like that Kevin has taken it here. It, it shows that my work on the show is paying off. I had just said that it needs to be wrestling. They define it however they want. No, because no, no, no. pro style. Connor, <laughs> well, think about it. Connor has been training with Dylan Dennis, so he's got a little bit of something in wrestling. But I wouldn't call him good at it. And not good enough to say, like, oh, man. Floyd couldn't learn how to use some of that defense to kind of learn like a little bit of a a judo toss here and there. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they could both be pretty equally talented at wrestling. But then you remember, Kev, Floyd has been in a wrestling match. And that wrestling match was at WrestleMania against the Big Show. And he beat him. So wrestling, define it how you will. But if you put it in the pro wrestling context, I think Mayweather has the advantage there, Kevin. I thought about this long and hard. I don't know. I, I think uh, McGregor's destined for that uh, that softer yeah, ring. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. We got a lot to unpack here. Overall, excited about the fight. Obviously, I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it. We're intrigued by this. Twelve rounds potentially. I want to see an MMA guy with fast hands fight one of the best ever. And I'm a sucker. Like I'm the person that watches wrestler versus jujitsu brown belt now i mean mm-hmm. if somebody walks in to try like the karate versus mma yup sounds great combatives <laughs> level one versus gracie fighter sounds awesome i'm down for these cross genre matchups i love it i think this is gonna be a fun one and the shit talking is gonna be on point this is the first time mcgregor is gonna be Going against someone that is very ready for this and isn't is the more famous person. This is huge. Is the more famous person, but think about this though, Kevin. Connor always has lines and can actually off the cuff it. 
I always felt like Mayweather prepares his lines. Maybe. And definitely controls how who talks to him a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm just thinking about in terms of the jacket game. That's going to be intimidating. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get over how cool his, <laughs> his entourage's matching jackets are. I'm just going to say this right now, Kevin. Who walks in with the bigger fur? I know it's summer, but one of them is going to wear a fur. Oh, God. You've stumped me. I honestly... Hey, listeners. Five-star review. Let us know who you think is going to wear the bigger <laughs> fur. Because this is tough. I think it has to be Mayweather. I think Mayweather has called every fur guy and gal, especially one with an Irish accent in the like greater 2,000-mile area, and has been like... I'll pay you triple not to sell him a bigger fur coat than I'm going to buy. Now, here's the secondary question. We're going to need to take bets and ridiculous amount of bets as we do. So we are committed to bringing you guys a new bet every week for this until it happens or it doesn't because, you know, but this week I would like you guys to chime in on our social media and I'll put this up tomorrow. And on next week's podcast, we'll reveal some of the results. But we want to know two things. Who will be the biggest celebrity to appear at this fight? Number one. Number two, which celebrity will embarrass themselves the most, either trying to get tickets or while at the fight? Uh, Okay. Beyonce is going to be the biggest star there. Okay. And there's going to be some some real Hollywood royalty. Warren Beatty might make a reappearance, still <laughs> holding on to the Oscar envelope. There's a, there's a hefty chance. I'll see if I can get odds on that in Vegas. But this is going to be big, to your point. I'm just going to choose Beyonce because I feel like uh, straight up the middle, right? She might deliver the twins, bring them, and then what? Like, who knows? Or it, it, there's a lot that could happen, is my point. Well, I thought she's – I saw a news report here today that said, oh, hey, Beyonce, she could go at any time. What if she's really excited by this and she tells, like, the kids inside of her stomach right now, uh-uh. Nope. You, you hold stay it in, in there. You hold it in until Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> so I, there's that. But I will say, Kev. What if I can make a prediction on who's going to be there? I was going to turn this around because you're the you're the person that should answer this question. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this right now. Oh, I'm making predictions for this. I will be there to see Beyonce maybe give birth to Native American Green and also Aqua Magenta. In case you didn't get that. Those would be the names of their new children. <laughs> also, what if it's a real checkmate thing by that point? I mean, that's two months away, so who knows what happens. It could be former president. It could be current. <laughs> uh, what if he shows up with Putin? Like That would be amazing. Like, as a, just a power couple. It's like, wow, okay. Megan Kelly's hanging out. She's like, what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just love the idea because I know they've already – you talked about – Tyron uh, Woodley already making a fool of himself to get that there. I think that's just the iceberg of this, man. Like Tickets haven't even gone on sale. Uh, they're talking about price points. They're talking about how much they're going to charge for pay-per-views. They say it's going to not hit the same mark 
as Pacquiao versus Mayweather. So I think that hit like what hundred bucks. They said this one's not going to hit it, which means what? Do you think they're going to go like ninety? Like they'll go like a dollar before and be like, well, we didn't hit that price point. We were close. Um, but Kevin and I off air were saying how much? How much do you think? I honestly really think each fighter's walking away with at least a guaranteed. It has to be like a guaranteed fifty million, doesn't it, for Floyd to do this? I feel so, yeah. But I'm also wondering, though, if that's the case, and we're looking at how this is all working and what fighters are going to be there, because they mentioned, they're like, well, Dana, are you getting asked by other UFC fighters if they can join in on the boxing? And Dana's like, believe me, all these fucking guys want to be on this fucking card. But when they ask, they're like, well, are we going to see any other UFC fighters cross over? And they're like, well, and they didn't quite answer that one. So then they kind of tried to clean it up a little bit, and they're like, no, they're definitely going to be boxers. I mean, we might have a surprise or two. So uh, then that also opens up the question, who do you think on the roster could actually box? I really don't know. And the first person I'm going to nominate, just as a potential, it's probably them, is Holloway. Because the guy looks like he throws. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is where we're at. I'm ready to see John Jones be like, I can one up this. He's like, I and just fight somebody. I feel like John Jones is to be heard of for for all this. There will be a fight. Um, I I don't think he's going to like being upstage like this. Can we also be very clear? Can we have somebody put John Jones on watch that night? Yeah, we should. We need a babysitter for him. Just make sure he has a driver is my only. Yep. Let's just. Okay. Well. Raph, crazy theories? Do you think anything, because uh, celebrity making a fool of themselves, I think you're, you've answered it. Trump will be there. 100% sure. he's not missing this. And, you know, frankly, if I were the president, this might be the one event I would call in some favors for. I'd be like, I'll be there. Sure. <laughs> this one is for the Listen, president. his approval ratings are so low. It, what, what could it matter? Might as well show up. get some old affliction people who are like yeah i never lost faith in you so okay crazy theories i'm just saying this man dana was saying that we're gonna see the embeddeds for ufc they're gonna do a whole bunch of promo and campaign stuff on ufc programming so i feel in one of those videos we're gonna get something so ridiculous i haven't figured out what it is yet but I feel it's going to have to do. Yeah. There's, they're with, aching for a stupid commercial. It's going to have to do something with. I can't figure out. Is it going to be McGregor? Is it going to be McGregor like saying how much this is working? Because keep in mind, he's a new father now. So how great is it to be like, oh, me baby, I got to get out of here. Daddy's got to go ahead and beat uh, a very famous black man now who. <laughs> Doesn't really fight. He doesn't engage. But guess what? Daddy does. Because <laughs> I feel he maniacally laughs at the child. That would be amazing, by the way. If he maniacally laughs at the child. Because that's how you parent. Strong and hard. And I think you've at least uh, hit the notes of popularity. Who sings the national anthem? Beyonce before giving birth. Right. Or during. She's like, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> she holds the last note and then the two babies come out. <laughs> Perfect. Everybody's like, all right, well, she wins. They're like, you know, but we're going to do the fight before Beyonce sings. We've here's heard. the nice part, Kev. We have, what, like eight, ten weeks of this? 
So you and I have time to come up with as many scenarios as possible until someone says the fight is off. There's going to be a lot of that, too. And the moment I get at the peak excited, Mm -hmm. that's when it's definitely going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm properly ready for this fight. Two short months away. What a fantastic time to celebrate. I'll be uh, two weeks post-surgery, so everybody look out. Letting the big dog eat. Raph, we're going to (laughs) skip. We just did a podcast yesterday. We did a lot of good shout-outs. Uh, this one, we're going to hold off on the others. We just had to break in for the emergency coverage. Otherwise, you know, what do you count on us for? Then to meet midway through and talk some fighting. Raph Esparza, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And also, too, I'm just saying I'm hearing a lot of things about fights. (laughs) And good fight. Okay. Goodbye. Can we do it in North Korea? Is anyone, who says no? <laughs> the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.